0: Coming up.
1: And so the text is telling us when believers ought to be teachers, meaning they should have matured by now, they are still babes. They're still needing milk, not solid food. And what this looks like, just to give you a picture of it, this looks like believers who are not moving toward more responsibility for the glory of God. That's what it looks like. And I'm gonna say that again. One of the ways it looks when someone's not growing like they ought to grow, it looks like someone who is not moving towards taking on more responsibility for the kingdom of God. That's what it looks like. And I'm telling you today that it's our responsibility to grow.
0: Hello and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Jesus never said following him would be easy. In fact, many of his teachings reveal the difficulties and struggles of this life and the effort it takes to truly live out our salvation. Join us for the series, Making Every Effort, where Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn Challenge us to examine our walk with Jesus Christ and how well we are striving to be like him. Here's the seventh message in this series, It's Our Responsibility to Grow, Part 1.
1: Uh, we heard from Jesus, our Lord himself, mm-hmm. um, during this series, proclaiming to us to make every effort. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you might have a little trouble relating to Jesus telling us to do that, although we shouldn't. But you might you might struggle with that because you say, well, it's Jesus. You know, yeah, he can say that he, he's the sinless one. Um, you know, he's the, uh, the the son of God. I don't know whatever's going on in your mind. You might not can just relate to him and his yeah. plight. And, you know, though that shouldn't be the case, but it might be. Mm -hmm. and then we heard also from Apostle Paul um, proclaiming to us that we should make every effort right as we've been going through this series and you might have trouble relating Apostle Paul too Mm. because next to Jesus Christ no one absolutely no one has done more for the kingdom of God for the for Christianity than Apostle Paul That's right. and so you might say well he's a stalwart Um, he's a um, a big, big name in Christendom. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't relate to Paul. He's just so great. He's done so many things. I, I can't relate to Paul. So you might have a problem relating to him, telling you to um, make every effort. That might be the case.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but today we're going to hear from Apostle Peter. Peter. Yeah. And you oh, may, can, you might <laughs> be able to relate to Peter a little better than you can yeah. Jesus Christ yeah. and Apostle Paul. You know, old foot in the mouth, Peter.
0: <laughs> you know, that
1: you might be able to connect to him because Peter had a tendency to put his foot in his mouth, just like you and I. Yeah. 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 So you might can relate to Peter a little bit. You might be able to relate to Peter because Peter was the one who had an inflated view of himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he thought he was something he wasn't. Yeah. He told Jesus one time, I will never. I will never offend you or turn my back on you. He said, the rest of these cats might, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but not me, Christ, I'm your man.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, had yeah. A, he
1: had an inflated view on himself. But then the Bible tells us within some minutes, within <laughs> some minutes, <laughs> right? Right? three times, three times, three times, Peter denied Christ. Yeah, he had an inflated. So you might be able to re- relate to him. And during that those minutes of him denying Christ, he was cussing you might be able to relate to Peter, Mm. you know, Mm. he was lying, Mm -hmm. you might be able to relate to Peter a little bit, and so maybe you can relate to Peter, but if you can, I'm just trying to help you, because Peter also proclaimed, and we're going to find out today, Mm -hmm. that we ought to make every effort, Mm -hmm. we ought to make every effort, Amen. and our, our subtopic today is it's our responsibility to grow it's our responsibility to grow part one part one mm-hmm. we'll pick up part two next week all right and so um so let's dive in the first um fill in for you is we should make every effort to grow spiritually we should make every effort to grow spiritually. Again, we're going to see Peter talking to us. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter. And he says here in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5, For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Make every effort, Peter says. To add to your faith. We're gonna take a look at why Peter said for this reason. He said in this passage that for this reason. So there's a reason that he says we should do this. We're gonna look at that moment in moments. But I wanna tell you that it's not enough, it's not enough to just have faith. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Peter says here, make every effort to add to your faith add to your faith, to Amen. add to your faith. So it's not enough to just have faith. Unfortunately, there are many believers walking around believing that it's enough just to have faith, that there's nothing more that they need to do. But spiritual growth requires effort on our part. And it is God's will that we grow. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: God doesn't, God doesn't expect us to remain as spiritual babies. That's not God's will that we remain as spiritual babies. Look what the text says in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, uh, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. Okay, I'm going to pause right there on that for a moment. Here the text says, and this is Apostle Paul talking to the believers in Corinth, he says, I couldn't address you as spiritually mature people, is what he's saying. I I couldn't address you as people who live in the spirit, but rather you live worldly. You are still living worldly, and you're living as mere infants. So he's saying, you're not spiritually mature, you're spiritual infants. King James uses the word carnal, meaning fleshly, uh, worldly. He says, I couldn't couldn't deal with you on another level than that. I had to deal with you as if you were a spiritual babe. And then he reads on in verse two in the text. He says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Hmm. That's what Apostle Paul says. And so, and so they, they're still not ready and they're still living worldly. It's not God's will that we stay in that state of infancy in our spirituality and that we continue to live according to the world. We touched on this earlier in our series and we talked about all that the world has to offer was the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and pride of life. And we we gave those those three things a term. And we the lust of the flesh is hedonism, yeah. which is desires for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then the lust of the eyes is materialism, mm-hmm. which is the desires for possessions. And then we said the love, the pride of life was mm-hmm. secularism. And it is it is the the desires for human. Desires for praise of human efforts, which is a denial of God, wanting to please people, wanting to get the praise of man, pride of life, wanting um, prestige, and power, and all those kinds of things, secularism. Yeah. And we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways, all of this can, kind of come together as we hear Apostle Paul saying, you're still mere infant, infants, is we have a lot of people who will say they have, I, I've said this to you before, but it bears repeating. And yeah. a lot of people who will say that I got 20 years Christian experience, mm. when it that's really not the truth. The truth is you got one year experience 20 times. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it really is. Yeah. Just, You've just been recycling that one year of experience. Mm-hmm. And that's not where God wants us to be. Amen. <laughs> uh, Apostle Paul Amen. said here, you are still infants. You're Amen. still infants. Look what Hebrew says in this context. It gives us a little more uh, flavor here. Hebrews 5.12. Mm-hmm. It says this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again you need milk not solid food amen. that's what the text says amen and so the text is telling us when the that the, when these believers ought to be teachers meaning they should have matured by now they are still babes, they're still needing milk, not solid food. Mm. And what this looks like, just to give you a picture of it, this looks like believers who are not moving toward more responsibility for the glory of God. Mm. That's what it looks like. And I'm gonna say that again. One of the ways it looks when someone's not Um, growing like they ought to grow it looks like someone who is not moving towards taking on more responsibility for the kingdom of god that's what it looks like and i'm telling you today that it's our responsibility to grow and one of the signs of growth is the fact that you take on more responsibility you learn more and then you ace that and you keep moving on is that it that's not it's learning of it is part of it but i'm just speaking of the taking on responsibility part okay okay because challenges you take on challenges taking on challenges you just taking responsibility taking responsibility for your own actions Mm -hmm. you're taking responsibilities um and you're saying hey yeah count count on me if you're not moving toward that Mm-hmm. that's one of the ways it looks. Amen. And so as you grow, we get, we get a sense of this um, as parents. Parents can attest to this. Mm-hmm. And it brings us joy. Uh, and I'm going to speak on that a little later and I'll circle back and tie it into the responsibility. But it brings us joy as parents to see our children grow. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Amen. Look what uh, Second Peter says, because I mentioned earlier that we're going to talk about why Peter says we ought to make every effort. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to back up in the passage, in the text. We, we read verse five. We're going to read verse one through five now. Okay. Second Peter 1, one through five. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, says, I'm the one who's writing to those who through the righteousness of God, of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. All right, I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Because the I mentioned earlier that um, having faith, just having faith is not enough.
0: Mm-hmm. We need
1: to add to our faith. And here, Peter is telling us that even the faith that we have, that it, we may not be, some of us may not be adding to <laughs> or adding to very much, yeah. was something we received it was something we received. Peter says, we have received a faith as precious as ours. Mm-hmm. He's writing to those who have received a precious faith. Yeah. So it was given by God. And even that was given by God. And he's telling us that we need to add to that. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the why, because we received the faith that we even trying to add to. hmm And then the passage reads on that it's given us everything we need. That God, not only did we receive the faith, but God has also given us everything we need to live godly. Could it be that if we're not living a godly life, that we just don't want to? (laughs) Yes quite it, it, it's not that we can't we're not we don't have what we need to or that we're able to right. or that we can because okay. the bible says god has given us everything, everything. we need to everything do it yeah. and if we're not doing it and we have everything we need that means there are no excuses mm-hmm. sure. there's no excuses sure. uh, for not living a godly life Amen. verse four reads on Through these, he has given us his great and precious promises. Okay, I want to back up a little bit because he said through these, he's talking about the the glory and the goodness that God gave us, um, his bestowed on us. Mm -hmm. And through his glory and his goodness, we have been given great promises. Okay, And, and, and so God's promises are good.
0: Very good.
1: Very good. <laughs> and he's giving them to us. Man. And he reads on, he's giving us these precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the, in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And then he says, verse five again, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Amen. So we should add to our faith because we received faith from God. We received his glory and goodness and we've received been given his precious promises. Mm-hmm. That is a why we need to add to Amen. our faith. faith. Yeah. These are blessings we receive from God. Now, oftentimes when somebody said, God has blessed me, you, you, oftentimes they're talking about physical ble- blessings or earthly blessings or material blessings. Mm-hmm. Peter's not talking about that. He's talking about everything he's talking about that we've been given are things that are immaterial.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, blessings uh, that, and promises and, you know, things that are immaterial faith mm-hmm. that God has given us. That's been a blessing to us. So we need to think bigger than just physical or material things. And then he's saying uh, he's declared to us that we can live a godly life, and we can make every effort. We got everything we need. Got everything we need. Yeah. You know, some um, some years ago, you know, it has it has become a political catchphrase. Not just some years ago, mm-hmm. but it's still recirculating. A political catchphrase: "Si se puede." Si se
2: puede.
1: Si se puede. Yeah, yes, we can, or yes, you can. And this generated from the um, the United Farm Workers uh, fight for rights some years ago through um, Cesar Chavez. And then more recently, uh, Barack Obama um, flipped it into English and said, yes, we can during mm-hmm. his presidential campaign. Right. And it comes back up from time to time. Si se puede. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I come to declare you today that you can live a godly life. You can make every effort because God has given you all you need to do it. That's right. Yes, you can. Yes, I can. You're Amen. able to do it. Amen. Therefore, there are no excuses. No excuses. Amen. Be on your Amen. paper. Be on your paper. Write this down. What should we do to make every effort to grow spiritually? Mm -hmm. Since we can do it, since we should do it, then what should we do? How how do I do that? What should I do? What would be indicative of me making every effort Mm -hmm. to grow spiritually? Mm -hmm. Well, Peter goes on to tell us some things, and we're going to cover some of them today, and we'll get to the rest of it. Next week. Okay. So, number one, we should add goodness to our faith. We should add goodness to our faith. Second Peter, verse one and five, he goes on to say, For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Goodness. So, he said, Add to your faith goodness. Mm -hmm. We should do what is good and right. Yeah, that's what we should do. The Common English Bible says this verse this way. It reads, 2 Peter 1, 5, this is why you must make every effort to add moral excellence to your faith. So the goodness here in the Common English Bible is translated to moral excellence. And that's what it meant also in the original uh, uh, Greek that it was written in moral excellence. We just see Common English Bible saying it a little clearer. So he's saying you should add moral excellence to your faith. We should be improving morally in our beliefs, attitudes, and actions. We should be improving in that way. We should be shedding the skin of old immoral beliefs and attitudes and actions. Let me give you an example of one of an of a immoral belief, attitude, or action. Y'all heard it said, and you probably, you may have said it yourself. I'm not gonna say you have, but you know better than I do. I don't get mad, I get evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know you heard that. You at least heard that before. I don't get mad, I get either. Yes. There's something wrong with that as it, as it pertains to the Christian life. That's, that's not yeah, a Christian right, mantra. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is not a quality of God, a quality God wants us to embrace as followers of Christ. All right. See, that's why he sent his son, Jesus, to die for our sins and give us mercy instead of what we really deserve. (laughs) See, God didn't get even with us. He didn't get even with us. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says that the the wages of sin is death. We all deserve to die, but God didn't do that. In fact, God died for us. Right, amen, amen. So it's not a Christian mantra to say, I don't get mad, I get even. That's an immoral Mm -hmm. attitude or action or belief. That is not one that we should embrace. Amen. Yeah. Man. Uh Jesus doesn't want us, and you know, to embrace um, foul language, right? Sexual sins, and it's unfortunate that some of these things have been normalized within the followers of Christ, right. and we normalize it under the notion, "Well, you know, no one's perfect," mm-hmm. and so it all of a sudden it begins to imply that it's okay to cuss and it's okay to commit adultery and fornicate it's so it gives this sense of it being okay when we should be speaking strongly against all of that mm-hmm. because it is it is not it is it is not moral excellence that peter is telling us to add to our faith right. it's not that
0: you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from pastor robert
2: You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you I ask that you come into my life come into my heart take control transform me into the character of your son Jesus Christ amen if you prayed that prayer I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God and I want to encourage you to find a church Where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers.
0: God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf.org. To receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates, join us next time. But in either case, we
1: need to control our appetites, no matter what they are. God is calling us, um, calling us to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we joke around sometimes and say, you know, I just got to say it. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't just gotta say it. Or we joke around and say, well, you know, you know, you know, he can't control himself or, you know, I can't control myself. And that's not that's not the truth. God is telling us to add self-control to our life. And this is part of living a godly life. And so we though we may joke about it it really ain't funny because um, it's going against what God has called us to do. So we really have to demonstrate self-control.
0: Thank you for listening.